afternoon, everyone. Hello, business blog. Hi. 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 We are joined today by Mary Gregory, which is exciting. I'm going to introduce you to Mary in a minute. So today's show, 30 minutes. We're going to work through very fast. It's a good all-action packed show today. And we're going to start off talking about our week, and then we're going to talk to Mary, and then we're going to finish with a great tip for everybody. Each one of us are going to give you a tip for the week. We hope it's high energy. We hope you're loving it. Thank you to everyone for the amazing way that they're commenting and sharing and encouraging and applying to be a guest. It's getting quite exciting. Is this our sixth show? It is. It is. Our sixth show. It's very exciting. So and we've been through all of us a lot again this week. Um, loads of things we can share, but, you know, collectively as a country and across the world, there's all sorts of sort of negative stuff if you tune into the media so let's we're going to keep it as positive as possible which is exciting without being without uh, obviously we're very real we like to say we're very real and raw um so so mary gregory it's very exciting to see her here and join us and as you know we don't have to be blonde to be on this show but it just so happens that mary is blonde <laughs> If the truth be told, I'm a redhead, but it's, it's his bottle. Yeah, we forced Mary to bleach her hair before the show. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so um, if you do want to be a guest, you do not have to be blonde um, or female. So remember that. Um, and before I talk to Mary, ladies, what sort of a week have you had? Sam, while you gurgle down your drink, in your, that's all right. What's your week? Any, any messages from this week? Well, we're trying to keep it high energy, so I'm going to do my best because everyone is telling me at the minute they're just flat. That COVID wall we spoke about last mm. week has just got bigger and bigger and wider. Caroline, you can help us with this, but it feels like everybody is flat. But do you know what? This morning I was feeling a bit flat until I logged on and saw you guys. So it's all about finding your network of support, finding those people that make you laugh, that are positive, that you connect with, that you have share the same vibe with. Um, and that's what I'm loving about this week, really, really connecting with people. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you cheered me up when I saw you. And I love the fact we've got two ladies wearing red up there. And I'm all colourful today. I'm usually in black, as you know. So, and um, Caroline, what about yourself? How's this week? Yeah, I think it's a week where a lot of my clients are talking about resilience and how to draw on reserves. Um, also, find the love in your business. Find the thing that you absolutely love in your business and focus on that because we need to remember what we do love about our business. Yeah. And to serve our clients. So, it's all this part. Get your love going in the business again. Yeah, be heart centered. You're right. So much nicer energy, isn't it? When some comes up in our up in our heads. And Kim, how's your week gone? Yeah, it's been good, thanks. Albeit, and we were chatting about this bit ago, weren't we? It's it's been a real eye opener to me this week, seeing how many um, ex colleagues and friends and connections that I've seen on LinkedIn who are being really, really brave and sharing about how they've had to overcome anxiety or uh, mental challenges at a really senior level and it kind of made me think about what we talked about last week about the LinkedIn research showing that leading right now is proving to be the most difficult for leaders the world over and so I guess uh, for me it's how do how do we make sure and, and some kind of probably goes to your point how do we really make sure that we're finding the right support that we've got those people that are going to 
G is up, cheer us on, give us that safe space within which we can challenge our thinking, share how we're feeling and help us find focus. Yeah, I like that. Now, focus is really interesting because this week that's been my challenge. I've actually had quite an overwhelming week and I, I preach all the time self-care and look after emotional and mental well-being. And um, this week I haven't and um, I've been really overwhelmed. And I had a great chat with a new client yesterday who's got on his business card three words that say when he, he he's an investor and when he's on the chair of things, he's chair of the businesses he invests in. And he said, focus, discipline and pace is what he looks for in people that he invests in. I thought, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, focus I think that's such a good word Kim because that's um I've been really focused but there's been a lot of self-care gone out the window no yoga one walk no med no mindfulness all the stuff that we preach so um so so I'm, I'm I guess I'm saying that's something we have to really plug in I think you have to diarize it don't you just force yourself to to look after yourself don't you and the pink yeah. space in the diary is very important pink space that's the farm the joy the gorgeous stuff i have lots of pink spaces uh, so, so good at that, caroline you're so good at that pink space that yeah. indulgence that luxury we need to spend more time with you lovey i know we do <laughs> yeah, i've we done do. my morning walk and run today i had a massage yesterday salon on monday you've got to do it it keeps you going it's what keeps you going right now i know you're so right you're so right I'm going to um, I'm going to take that as a big slap on my pink bottom. <laughs> That's my pink space today. <laughs> That's a great There's a sideline with that, Penny. <laughs> Mary, lovely to have you with us. I'm so excited. I've known Mary for a number of years. I admire her massively. She's an amazing lady, and um, incredible insight, incredibly insightful. And this year. She has become an author, and not only that, a, a seriously best-selling author uh, out of this book, Ego. And uh, the strap line is Get Over Yourself and Lead. And if I just say at the back, it says Ego, you can't live with it, you can't live without it. And today we're going to be talking about this because I know from since I've sort of attended some of um, Mary's webinars and had some one-to-ones with Mary's, you know, I've realized when my ego is triggering and when it's really affecting me. So I'm going to really love the fact that we're all going to be chatting with Mary and asking her questions about it and learning more about how to get over ourselves with our ego. And I don't think ego is always something that's deliberately um, based on, you know, oh, look at me. Ego shows up, doesn't it, in lots of different ways. Lots of ways. In lots of ways. So, um before we um, before we um, really get into some of the questions that I'm desperate to ask you, I know that um, Kim's got a question, which I think is quite an important question to ask as we start uh, as we start this chat. Fabulous, thank you. No, I'm so looking forward to today and learning more, Mary. And I know we always have such uh, insightful chats, but I guess for me, it was really interested to know what was the driver behind the book what what was your vision for it okay so i think for me it was a book that I, that i wanted to write and needed to be written for quite a long time and it did take me about three and a half years to write it when i after i started writing it but um i i work with leaders like yourself kim and um 
have done over a number of number of years and from working with them and learning from their own stories and their old journeys which are in the book actually as well and also work you know learning from my own uh experience as well there seems to be a common thread which holds us back and it's not that it holds us back completely because it's the part of us that we need as well it's our survival strategy but that that thing that holds us back ultimately is our ego and um so when i started writing it wasn't necessarily ego was not the name i had on the book um initially but i just started writing all about the stories that i'd experienced from working with other leaders and my own stories as well um and that's just what emerged really is the thing that gets in our way and it really is about how can we get out of our own way and do that with a certain degree of self-compassion as well so um that's i think that's what the driver was uh behind the book and and i think it you know leaders have such a big impact on the workplace um being able to create that psychologically safe workplace where people can feel they can be themselves and share themselves so to be self-aware and manage your ego is one of the huge contributors to that really so that's mm. what I'm there mm. that's brilliant mm. that's brilliant so um kim that's i think that's really answered that question Car caroline what were you you uh, you had something you wanted to ask i did um ego often is something people think when you're showing off and actually yeah. in my experience ego is comparing your life to someone else and feeling insecure, feeling inferior, um, doing things that are not worthy of you. And sometimes it's not the big show off ego, it's actually the ego that pulls the rug out from under you and, and minimizes your potential. Absolutely. So, you know, I think it's given a bad rap ego. People think, oh, an egocentric person is some, somehow a big out there, boorish, you know, show yeah. off. Well, well, one of the things I totally agree, Caroline, in, in, in the first chapter, actually, I give my interpretation of what ego is, which is I believe it's our survival strategy. So we've learned our ego develops um, from when we're very young children and it's our survival strategies that help us live in the world, which is why it's important. We can't just suddenly throw all our survival strategies out the window. But you're quite right. They show up in all sorts of different ways. And it's usually fear induced because it's you know we're surviving the fear we're surviving the anxiety so that i talk about they're being overinflated i talk about ego traps and they're being overinflated ego traps which is you know and we can both be guilty we can, we can both hold both and, and and you know so if you've got an overinflated ego trap you're probably going to take up all the space in the room you want to be seen you want to be heard and that's the sort of popular view of what ego looks like it's all about me give me all the attention but then there's the other side of ego Ego, which is what I call the underinflated side of ego, which um, is about playing small and that little voice imposter, I think, fits into this category. Definitely an ego trap there. That little voice that's holding us back and, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this today. I haven't done it because that voice is saying I'm not good enough and all that sort of stuff that goes on. And it's all the self-talk that goes in in our head. And the other thing that I think is interesting as well is that you can look at it from a gender perspective as well, which is men tend to have, and this is very generalist, I'm just saying it because it's an observation, that men tend to have more overinflated and women more underinflated. That's just how um, sort of fitting into stereotypical role models has kind of shown up for people. I know that's not the same for everybody, but that's just an observation really. 
that there's some yeah, that's really interesting mary i wonder what the, the main issues that leaders are suffering with at the moment what what are the issues that leaders are facing right now in this very difficult climate well i think um i mean i've been working with leaders across different sectors local authority leaders leaders in retail leaders in uh, manufacturing and depending on their terrain it's gonna it, it is different because retail has done brilliantly <laughs> and certainly food retail which is where i've been focused in this climate but it's been incredibly hectic and busy for them whereas uh, manufacturing had to close down you know they've had to deal with a whole different set of issues mm -hmm. and how to manage their staff morale and be able to keep people inspired and motivated on board and be thinking beyond themselves and what it's like to be in that situation for the people that are working within their organizations mm -hmm. and then we've got local authorities who have you know the observations i can make there is they've kind of change there is often painful and difficult it takes time there's lots of governance they have to adhere to and yet within two weeks one organization talked about the fact they've gone completely virtual which normally would have taken them about five years to achieve. So some massive challenges they're facing. And that as lockdown continues on, um, it is kind of this thing of at first there was a bit of a novelty factor to it. Now it's kind of it's almost become turgid, isn't it? It's like, oh, we've just got to keep going through it. And I think a lot of the things we're talking about is how do I stay sensitive to my people and to the anxiety that my people are experiencing. You know, organisations are going to have to look at cutting back, job losses, um, all those sorts of things, which are incredibly challenging and, and likely to activate our egos, because that will go into survival mode around it. Mm -hmm. It's quite a challenge. I think you're right in saying we're almost normalising this horrible period now. We're getting so used to it, we can't the sunshine over the other side of the rainbow at the moment you know so yeah, yeah it's a tough call for leaders at the moment yes i think it is is it hard for um leaders that led because they had this sense of power whether it was where their car was in the car park or where their office was or how big their office chair was you know i imagine this is a very equalizing experience when everybody at the end of the day is at, on the end of zoom that must quite down. I'd say we relied on ego. I'd say that's a benefit, actually. <laughs> that it gets more normalised. Actually, I think but for the you're in leadership for status reason, that's relied on. Yeah, if you I think if you're in leadership for status, that's not really leadership. Absolutely. That's about massaging your own ego. And actually, but there must you know, be a lot of them that relied on that, wasn't there? I'm sure that um, with, with how things were before lockdown, you know. There are many organisations where the leader has the biggest office. You know, some organisations have separate elevators, don't they, to take their executives up to the executive suite. I think that's becoming a more and more outdated view of leadership. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree. This is why it's Yeah. It's quite a levelling, isn't it? It's fantastic. Sam, I think um, your question was sort of preempted by this the gender question, wasn't it, that we were going to ask? I'm still fascinated, though. I know you've just mentioned the difference between men and women, but in business and in egos, what other differences do you see between the two genders? 
what in terms of ego so so i suppose um looking at leadership skills and how ego might impact there there are some definite differences in men and women from the relational point of view that women tend to be naturally much more relational which again is what's um identified as something that's very positive and, and it wasn't that it wasn't positive before we're in a different era now you know, we're in this era of complex change, navigating, not knowing what's happening, not knowing what's around the corner, being able to build really positive relationships with people, not from a transactional point of view, but just from investing in that, those relationships, being genuinely interested in your colleagues' um, potential and concerns that they may have. Women are naturally really, really good at that. And I'm not saying men aren't, but women tend to be. And I think the research identifies that women tend to be it's just more natural that women be more nurturing in that way mm. men are are good at setting the clearer vision and some of the work i do with women leaders is about helping them to be able to create and develop vision because they kind of they're not because they're much more nurturing and relational they're much more with what's going on in the detail now whereas men tend to have be able to set, state and share their vision and act in a more authoritative way um, and what we want is we want both you know, we want a merging of the two, really, because, yeah. you know, both sides provide uh, strengths. And that's what diversity mm. is all about, really, is about making sure that uh, we use everybody's strengths. And that's what makes more effective organisations. It really fascinates me because humility is one of my biggest values. So I've always been almost like I don't like egos. I don't want to work with egos. But seeing it as a very negative, like you were saying, Caroline, as this big show off egotistical you know person is everything I hate about somebody so this is good to re-educate me on you know there's more to an ego than that oh yeah well we all have one Sam we can't live without our ego but it's about is your ego empowering you or is it holding you back yeah for sure yeah yeah it's really interesting so, so how do we use it to empower how do we use it to our advantage well I think you know so for example um to be a leader, there's kind of a need to take a stand for something. So you've got to have a belief around something that this is what I want to create in the world. This is what I believe is right and correct. Now, I would say the sign when you're interacting with somebody that egos are at play is when one person is saying, no, I'm right. And the other person saying, no, I'm right. And they're making each other wrong. So that is a, that is a typical kind of ego interaction and an ego battle going on there however there is a need to have an ego to say right well i believe really strongly and this is one of my personal beliefs in creating organizations that thrive and i think leaders have a massive role to play in that now i want to be right about that because that's really what i believe in someone else might think differently and in the nuances of an interaction and a conversation we might need to listen and understand each other better that's that's how we navigate our egos but to give me my drive and motivation holding that belief and being right about that belief is my ego supporting me to actually take action and do something about it yeah so I love that. yeah so if we look at um the, the world as we're in now and we talked about mentioned it earlier about comparison yeah Kim, Kim might mentioned it as well you know this this real challenge that it's hard to avoid that feeling when you go online or of I'm not doing this how much you know that whole saying of comparison is thief of joy how do we manage our ego around this world this online world where we're driven to naturally compete I suppose and strive 
How do you yeah. manage that? How do you manage your ego around comparison? Well, I, th I think comparison comes from a lack of self-esteem often, that we're not feeling so good about ourselves. So we notice what someone else is doing. We, oh, they're doing so much better. or They look prettier than I do. Whatever it is, we're, we're comparing ourselves about. And that is definitely our ego activated. And actually, it's for me, it's about stepping back and just noticing you your successes noticing um what you're achieving and what you're contributing actually and um i don't think we often do that enough i mean i'm thinking about someone i was coaching yesterday actually and he he was talking about um some challenges he'd had with his team and how he was taking a different approach which sounded to me like a much more coaching approach much more ego less actually from that point of view and he said yeah i'm trying to and I caught him of the trying word because what he was failing to see was he was doing it. I'm trying to coach them, he was about to say. Actually, he was coaching them. So I said to him, I'm noticing that you are. So why do you just think you're just trying? And he had a real breakthrough in that moment because he wasn't allowing himself to see what he was capable of and what he was already doing and what he was already successful at, actually. And I think if we spent more time doing that rather than comparing ourselves to others, that's my, a way of managing that self-doubt, that inner yeah, voice. That's I, I was going to say, it's, it's all about self-doubt and you have to have self-belief. And the yeah. self-doubt is fear that I'm not good enough. And yes. so some people's ego comes out as super sensitivity to criticism. Like, don't, don't say anything bad about me because I might not be able to take it, i.e. my ego may not be able to take it. And yet yeah. we, all, we all grow from positive feedback. We don't, we don't always like it, but it's, you know, your ego can get in the way by being super sensitive. Yes, that, well, that potentially is your ego at play when you've got, when you're resisting feedback. But I have to say, I'm all about, we're human beings. So, you know, I can think of days where I've had a really tough day and my partner might say to me, Mary, I want to talk to you about something. I'll be like, oh, I just don't know whether I can take this right now. Because so I might be resistant to any feedback he's going to give me at that point because of everything else I'm taking on. So there's something around, you know, being conscious that we are all vulnerable at different times mm -hmm. and being able to gauge that and ask permission. I think asking permission to give feedback is really important. Oh, God. That is one of my unsolicited advice from people when you don't want it. It's like one of my bugbears is it's, it's something people want to do, give advice when you don't really want it or feedback. You know, I think that's a really good point. It, it, usually, it usually starts with, I hope you don't mind me saying, but... I know. <laughs> I know. I do know. Respect, respect but and you know what they're about to say isn't going to be respectful <laughs> so is that mary is that our egos that are channeling that you know that pushback we're not ready for this feedback like you just said we might not be in the mood for feedback well, i suppose I, so i can't be so categorical as to say that's definitely our egos um but it is looking after ourselves and part of being effective in our lives is to look after ourselves and recognize what we need at any given time and being able to say i can't quite deal with that right now yeah i think you know when you said um you know self-worth and, and you were saying self-belief Karen. you said sam earlier right at the beginning you said it's really important you have positive supportive people around you 
is creating that culture and i know that's a big thing with, that you're in a, into kim is creating that culture in an organization where people just constantly affirm each other because if you're doing that you're not scared of having the vulnerabilities and not being right about something and, and i mean i find it in my own family you know not my direct family that i've created but my broader family you know where you're just desperate for some validation and some positive feedback not everybody's capable of doing it are they they, they don't do it very well it's um no, i think we've we've ended up being really bad at giving positive feedback haven't we because we will kind of say oh great job look at me i'm great i gave feedback but we're not very specific yeah. about what it was that they did that was a great job yeah. but when it's something that we would like them to do differently oh my goodness we can do war and peace we can tell you what you did what you said what it sounded like what it did for me um and that's why i think we've created an imbalance mm. around feedback and I guess for me, and Mary, I'd be interested to get your view on this, but one of the things I've found over the years is that if I do give people feedback, once I've checked in with them that it's okay to do so, I start with what I think they were trying to do because what I've identified over the years is people defend their intention because they weren't trying to get it wrong. They weren't trying to upset or offend or, or, or make a mistake. So the first few minutes, they defend what their intention was. So if you start with their intention and you agree that what they were trying to do is exactly what we needed them to do, then when you're giving them feedback to go, it's great that that was your intention. Can we just chat a little bit about your impact? Very so good. That's what you were trying yeah. to do. This is what actually yeah. happened. And yeah. how can I align you? Then you become their ally instead of their attacker. Yeah. Yeah. I think intention versus impact is a great way to balance your feedback because actually... Um, we all have a positive intention. It's but well, I, I make that a huge generalized statement. I realise, but I do believe that we, generally speaking, have a positive intention. It's just how it lands sometimes, and we don't appreciate the impact we have. You know, I, I remember once. This is going back in my history. Having an argument with my mother about something. It was at Christmas. I think it was about how to cook the turkey, and we had this massive fallout. And and I was being coached at the time. And my coach, I took it to my coach, and she said, "Can you not see the positive intention of your mother there?" And it was like really hard for me to see. But actually, usually beneath everything, there is a positive intention. It's important to get to what was that intention that you had in what you did. Yeah, it's also. Um, that, that, that Mary just I don't want to cut you off but I know we're going to be starting to slow down I like that I really like that um, about that because we've all most of us get up in the morning wanting to contribute well don't we so um, I think that was an amazing I hate to cut you off there Mary is it something you can finish in a sort of a in a minute less than a minute well, I was just going to build on what Kim was saying because I'm working with an organization at the moment on a culture change program and and we're introducing feed forward so we don't you know to actually use the word feedback it's feed forward and the whole notion of feed forward is about it being a constructive future focused conversation um where you work with people's strengths and how to build on their strengths it's really yeah, great should be a new language shouldn't it i like that as well that was fantastic i think you know and don't forget that everyone anybody watching this ego it's, it is a brilliant book i've, I've just love it so congratulations on it mary and we're really proud to have you on our show so as we close we're gonna have to be very very quick uh, we've got about five minutes before we close i think sam what's a tip for this week for for our listeners something that they that can help them I'm going to stick with my theme of earlier, surround yourself with people that make you feel good so you can then too make others feel good. So 
I've got you blondes. You've always got my back. I've got yours. Find someone that's got your back. Yeah, love it. Then Kim. Um, so mine's going to build on uh, Caroline's uh, book last week on the Big You Up book. I've been doing a, a book this week, which is about appreciation and gratitude. So taking a moment to just think about all the things that I appreciate, either in others or even appreciate things I've done. And it's amazing how much more good you see when you do that. Beautiful, beautiful. Caroline. Well, I would say start to look for the honey in your business. There's certain parts of your business where there is a sweet spot. And concentrate on that. Let go of the stuff now that's not working for you. It's okay to let go and focus on the honey pot. Yeah, I like my honey pot. I'm going to think about my honey pots. <laughs> Apart from you, you're a honey pot. But and, and, and Mary, have you got something you could share? With yeah, you? I think I'm going to build on what Caroline was just saying there about a honey pot. I really like that. Um, so my my tip for the week is, and through as we go through this lockdown, is practice self compassion, and in so doing, notice your successes. So start focusing on your successes and be compassionate with yourself when things don't necessarily go as you might want them to. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Finally, I'm going to, I've got the last word, which is quite nice on this. I'm, I'm going to build on that focus thing that I've really, you know, that, that challenge of focus and, and ask you to think about, and it builds on a bit of what the honeypot thing, but maybe a little bit tougher, a bit more tough love is, what really is going to help your business grow? Because there's an overwhelming amount of choices we could do and things that we get thrown at. And, oh, I should do this, I should do that. I should do a podcast, I should do this, I should do a YouTube channel. What really is going to help your business grow and focus on those things this week? So that was a, a wonderful show, Mary. You you contributed a huge amount to this. Thank you. Anybody? We've got one minute left. Anybody got any last thoughts? Anything? Thank, thank you, Mary. It's a really great subject. Thank you. I want to get the thank book. Thank you for having me. Yeah, wonderful. And so then over to you, Kim. Am I on time to do that with you? Yeah. Thank you so much. So. Um, really enjoyed today's show, Mary. Always insightful. Thank you so much. And Blondes always, always cheers at my week. We hope everybody listening has also enjoyed it and found it informative. And um, if so, please do join us again next week. We'll be live at 1 p.m. And also, if you'd like to be a guest, if you'd like to share your thoughts and insights with our fabulous audience, then please do get in touch with us at www.businessblondes.tv. And we hope to see you here soon. Have an amazing week all. Take care. Awesome.